the one, the only, the Animal Farm, broadcasting live from Fairfield, Connecticut, through the We the People radio network. The date today is August the 12th, 2008. My name is Benjamin Miller, and I'm chilling here with my fellow Tyranny Response Team members, Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. And Pyeth on the soundboard. Hello. We've got a great show for everybody tonight. We've got Jimmy Justice. I am Jimmy Justice. On the program in the second hour, yes, as well as the possible season finale of America's favorite game show, Law or Lie. You be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> we also have more police state news than we uh, know what to do with. Yeah. Literally a massive amount to go with our tyranny abuse expert, Jimmy Justice. And as always, we'll be taking your phone calls as well as analyzing the ridiculousness that is plaguing our world today. Straight ahead, you are on the farm. The knowledge I'd like is who keeps stealing the milk and apple? <laughs> You guys are great. Thank you so much. Keep it up. I really like your show, man. You guys are doing a great job. Yeah, uh, you guys cover a lot of uh, information. We just bring it. Y'all are doing a great job. I like the show. Keep it up, fight, man. It's good to talk to you guys. And we'll thank you guys for quite some time now. I've got to say you have a fantastic radio show. The three of you do an excellent job. Great show, and uh, love what y'all do. We don't have uh, little buttons we can push, like the Animal Farm Show, one of my favorite shows, speaking of We the People Radio Network. Love that show. Love those guys. They do. It's a great. you got to check it out. Very fast. It's moving very funny, and they have sound effects throughout the entire program. I got to congratulate you, Ben. You picked the, uh, well, it's hard to say. You picked the right intro, but it was the wrong intro. I the right incorrect <laughs> intro. Folks, anybody listening, you know we've been betting on which intro will be played because every week it seems like, or every show, it's a little bit different and it kind of keeps us on our toes. We, we kind of rejected it at first, Ben, but I think we've grown to, <laughs> now really grown to love it. The Animal um, Farm doesn't have bed, an intro. <laughs> if you don't want if you can't beat him, join him. I know it's a terrible philosophy, especially with our line of work. But anywho, uh, Ben, you had guessed that the, uh, I guess we call it the Cheech and Chong intro because it is uh, an excerpt of one of their bits, uh-huh. was yeah. going to be tonight's intro. You are correct. That is one for five for you. Sweet. I am now three for five. Pyeth, you are one for five, and WTPRN is one for five. One for five. So I'm tied with WTPRN. Okay, that's good. Yeah, and Pyeth. And Pyeth, okay. So I'm still leading. Yeah. I still have a nice little margin, but I got to... You know, make sure that I keep my uh, mojo going here, well, and uh, you'll keep... be done for when Lorelai comes. <laughs> oh, but I tell you, folks, Lorelai tonight could be the <laughs> final episode. Ben could win it all. As you know, it's uh, Pyeth is already out of the game, but he will participate because it is still for stats. But yes, tonight is very big, and Shut we'll up. get to that later. But of course, first we have to lull you into our little web and talk <laughs> about the unbelievable things going on with the first round of crazy articles. And we'll start out with one that really just brings a warm feeling to my heart where now health officials are fuming over a video of a teen bathing in Burger King's sink. (laughs) This is just (laughs) as American as it gets. And of course, who better to bring you this than Fox News? But a group of Burger King employees in Ohio are looking for new jobs after an Internet video surfaced of one worker bathing in a store sink. <laughs> WTT, WDTN, pardon me, dot com, reported Tuesday. Uh, the video, which was posted on MySpace.com by an employee calling himself Mr. Unstable, shows the teen taking a nude bubble bath in a large stainless steel stink as other employees and store manager looked on. <laughs> the video eventually made it to the health officials, who obviously were not amused. My first thought is a quote uh, Mark McDonald told WDTN. My first thought 
was, oh, my God. And that was it. That's what he said. That's, <laughs> thanks for the insight there, Mark. Great. Good job. All the rubber ducky, you're the one. You make best This is not uh, planned. This let is that roll. Let that roll. Yeah, go ahead. Rubber ducky, joy of joys. <laughs> when I squeeze you, you make noise. Rubber ducky, you're my very best friend. Silliness. Silliness. I will spit out oh, my coffee. And oh, oh my goodness. God. That, 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 this is not planned, folks. We've Some never... beer came out of my nostrils a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We've, we've never heard that clip, and how appropriate. Burger King Corporation was just notified of this incident <laughs> and is cooperating fully with the health department. We have sanitized the sink and have disposed of all other kitchen tools and utensils that were used during the incident. We have also taken appropriate corrective action on the employees that were involved in the video. Additionally, the remaining staff at this restaurant is being restrained in health and sanitation procedures. So <laughs> I don't eat a Burger King. Uh, <laughs> ben, I, don't, I don't think I've had Burger King in many years, but it is funny either way. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but uh, moving along, and we've already taken too much time with that one. Good job, Pyeth. A groom has been arrested for getting too close to his bride at their wedding. Yeah, I saw this. This was funny. Batavia, New York, or Batavia, New York. A New York state man has been arrested for getting too close to his bride on their wedding day. Timothy Cole quarreled with a wedding guest at a party Friday after wedding his ex-wife in Batavia. Police said officers knew the 45-year-old Cole from previous arrests and realized his bride had an order of protection against him. Cole was charged with first-degree criminal contempt. A felony and ordered jail without bail. You know, that's got to suck in your wedding. Uh, Cole was convicted of criminal contempt on July 1st. The Daily News in Batavia reported. So, uh, poor guy. What are you going to do? It's unbelievable. It's going to happen on your wedding day. And finally, for me, Ben, and I don't think you could top the Burger King story, but maybe you can, and I hope you can. But uh, finally, for me, a Maryland woman sues the state <laughs> for right to massage horses. <laughs> wow. This is all Charles Ratner. i got to give Charles the credit here. He sent this to us. <laughs> Mercedes Clemens is certified to massage humans, but she claims the state of Maryland is keeping her from her first love, massaging horses, Ben. <laughs> she, of course, I know you like to do that, too, of course. Uh, here at she, the Animal Farm. Yes. Yeah, she shut down her equine massage practice in a Washington suburb after state officials told her state law only allows veterinarians to perform such services. Now hey, she's suing. Baby. Yeah, there you go. Uh, she's suing two state agencies, saying regulators are unfairly barring registered massage therapists who want to practice on animals. Ben, uh, animal massage regulations vary from state to state, of course, but some allowing only veterinarians to practice. Clemens' case is being closely watched by those in the animal massage industry, who say <laughs> business has grown steadily along with interest in other alternative treatments and pampering for pets so you know what some be some people's priorities are higher or lower than others depending on your view and i'll stop there with the rate the crazy the ridiculous the unbelievable and the funny ben so i'll pass the torch on to you why don't you tell me what's on your mind well john edwards uh, basically admitted that he had an affair with this woman and had a love child with her Ooh. um yes but the question now is will edwards get to keep his father of the year award oh i don't know that's a tough one <laughs> conception of alleged love child conceit uh coincides with acceptance speech uh for now former senator john edwards can still list 2007 father of the year on his resume even though last year marks the conception of a child he allegedly fathered in an extramarital affair uh, as well on that daily reported edwards received the award for father's day slash mother's day council in june 2008 eight months before his admitted lover riley hunter gave birth to a baby girl the council's website says it presents its father of the year 
award to fathers who have attained success in their chosen fields and have found the time to be role models in raising their children I'm and cheating on I their cheating oh, on their wives that are sick with cancer. Yeah, maybe more like player of the year. I mean, he's definitely, uh, you know, he's he's out. The cat's out of the bag now, and who the hell yeah. knows? I mean, this stuff comes out, <laughs> and, you know, whether it's true or not, it just makes you scratch your head on why it comes out. Especially, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to get into this either, but the whole wife, obviously, his wife mm-hmm. is suffering from cancer, I think. And it's just a real shame. And just to show you just another really garbage politician, which, honestly, yeah. Ben, I don't really care what my politicians do outside of their job. If they don't have morals like me, that's fine. It doesn't really bother me, but... I really feel bad for his wife. That really is a, a sad story. That's horrible, but, yeah. You know what? Just uh, you another drop in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good news. Khmer Rouge prison chief indicted for war crimes. Uh, Cambodia's UN backed tribunal on Tuesday indicted a former Khmer Rouge prison chief for crimes against humanity and war crimes ahead of the first trial of regime leaders expected later this year. Kain Gwek Eve, also known as Dutch, is the first suspect to be indicted by the tribunal. He allegedly oversaw the torture and extermination of 16,000 men, women, and children at the notorious Tool Slang Prison in Phnom Penh. Um, so. I don't know nothing about that. All I know is that somebody is going to get the ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good news in that regard, you know. Uh, we got to get them. Even if it's just one at a time, uh, we got we to gotta take those bastards down. I agree, Ben. I think it's a good point. 512-646-1984 is the phone number to reach us tonight. As always, Animal Farm Show uh, is what you're listening to. AIM Instant Message us at Animal Farm Show, all one word. And you can also visit us on the web at AnimalFarmShow.com. And, of course, folks, as always, thank you for the support. And uh, thank you for the contributions you've made to our forums. Uh, I think you wanted to shout out Lau. Thank you. Uh, and apologize for mispronouncing. I want to apologize to, to Tony's <laughs> girlfriend. Um, because I called her Lul. And, Lul. And, and her, her nickname is Lal. 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 But she's so, also contributed uh, a very yes. Uh, so I apologize good. publicly for that. Uh, that was very very rude of me. And uh, sorry. <laughs> so I'm embarrassed I did that. I'm, a, I'm embarrassed that I did that. I'm sorry that I did that. <laughs> well, speaking of Lal, she she was the one who kind of first broke this story to me. Uh, she's really great. She also uh, sends a lot of articles and stories that uh, we miss. And, of course, the one that's glaring, and like you said, Ben, to start off the show, how loud can you scream police state? I mean, I know it's yes. it comes in waves, and I know a lot of stuff gets reported in, uh, in bunches because of how news works and media kind of functions, but I don't know where to start other than right here with this Maryland mayor's home, which was raided by SWAT team, and their dogs were shot for literally no reason. Now, of course, many of you heard about this. I want to play the actual report, um, but just, you know, try to open this up, this, this whole discussion tonight, and just try to digest what's going on here. This is a, a mayor, the mayor of Maryland, yeah. <laughs> and this happened to him, so just check this out. Police burst into the home of a Maryland mayor and shot his two dogs to death, and that mayor wants answers. It all happened after Mayor Shai Calvo brought a package left on his step into his home last week. It turns out there was 32 pounds of marijuana inside, and now he is demanding a federal investigation. Mayor Calvo joins us now from a Washington, D.C. bureau. Good morning to you, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Alex. Thank you for sharing our story. I'll tell you, this story is heart-wrenching for those that are, are, you know, fans of just having the sanctity of a home and your dogs. My goodness, let's talk about how terrifying this must have been. What happened that day? It, it was it was one of those things that you can't imagine ever happening to you. I came home from work and I was trying to hurry to get to a community meeting. But after walking my dogs, I picked up this box that was left on the, on the doorstep. It was addressed to my wife. So I just set it on a table in the living room. I went upstairs to change, uh, you know, change from 
my shorts and walking clothes into you know business attire. And suddenly I heard an explosion followed immediately by gunfire. Uh, that's when they shot my older dog, Peyton, a brief pause, a lot of yelling. They then, chased, my little dog, uh, Chase, ran into the back room where they followed him and killed him there so, as so well. Wait, so, so that dog ran away? Yes, actually, neither dog engaged the officers, and the little one ran away. Yeah, these are black Labrador retriever or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, why'd they and shoot the dogs? Th- th- those are exactly the answers that we're looking for. I mean, it was a four-hour ordeal. My mother and I were bound for at least two hours. Two In about two hours, the dog's dead body lied there as they investigated us. It was truly a nightmare. Did they know who you were? No, the they mayor? didn't even know my name. They had not done basic investigator, investigatory work just to just to you know figure out who lived there. They just matched my wife's uh, vehicle registration to the uh, to the to the package, and they blew through the door. Uh, we have real questions about what they did. They they did have they did have a standard search warrant, but they didn't serve it. They didn't have it on site. Uh, they they then went on. They once said they had a no knock search warrant. And then, interesting enough, as, as early as this, as most recent as this morning, uh, Prince George's County Police continued to deny the existence of a Maryland statute that provides for no knock search warrants. So basically, mm-hmm. especially they have to prove certain circumstances before they can come into your home without knocking. All They're right. saying such a statute doesn't even exist uh, uh, when a bill passed in 2005. All right, uh, Mr. Merritt. In all fairness, let's listen to what the police chief had to say about what sure. happens because they are defending their actions. Yeah, and just listen to this. Let's listen to this. In some quarters, this has been viewed as a flawed police operation and an attack on the mayor, which it is not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, they stormed into his house without a warrant. They shot his dogs and bound him and his wife for four hours, but it's not an attack on the mayor. And it's not a flawed police operation. (laughs) Go, go ahead, Pi. If you want to go, go there ahead. is a smell. It smells like a sheep. Yeah, well put. <laughs> you and your wife are most likely the victims of an innocent scheme to smuggle in millions of dollars. Yeah, okay, so let me just kind of paraphrase this. This clip, it goes on for a bit. What's going on here is there, there are these people, teams, groups. They're sending large packages of marijuana, God forbid. But they are sending, you know, obviously marijuana being illegal, they're sending these mm-hmm. huge packages yeah. in FedEx boxes to people's, random people's houses. Not any particular person. In this case, obviously, it was the mayor. Uh-huh. And so their plan is that they send this package to FedEx. It goes, it ends up on the doorstep and some other party will then pick up the package and I guess it's a way to sell drugs and uh-huh. maybe it's a safer way to get uh, the trafficking of marijuana of course, in this case, around. So whatever the case may be, this guy just simply picked up a package that was addressed to his wife, put it on the table, went upstairs, and his house was broken into. And besides the obvious devastation, now, I mean, whatever, I'm a dog lover, and, and this would break my heart, okay? You know, uh, I, I, lo- I love animals, that whole thing. But never mind the dogs. They shot the dogs, okay? And even if the dogs were, you know, showing up some kind of fight, that's what dogs do. They protect houses. So they shot yeah. the two dogs. Mm-hmm. They tracked one of them down and shot them. That, that obviously is very nice. And uh, beside of all that, beside of the terror, besides the horror, you know, you got to talk about warrants here. So there's a whole other side of the story here where there's they didn't show a warrant. They claim they had this kind of, uh, you know, on-site warrant. And then they also uh-huh. talk about this no-knock warrant that apparently the city denies even exists. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, wh- where does this other chicanery? And, and I think Piath and I were talking about this, and he says oh, the only good thing is that this happened to a high-profile government employee. Yeah. And even though it's terrible that it happened, at least maybe now – Something you know. The question is, what can be done about this? This because this has to stop happening. You, you can't Jimmy just Justice barge into people's houses. Yeah.
It's complete yeah. lawlessness. Um, I am Jimmy Justice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> need to sick Jimmy Justice on these people. Um, no, nah, I mean it's it's ab- absolutely sad. But there's always some unlawful thing about it. You know, it's it's not always just the fact that they did something messed up, tied up this guy and his wife, then shot his two dogs. It's also the illegal factor of it that they, <laughs> you know, couldn't even get the legal part right. I mean, it's very very sad. And we have so much state news. Oh, yeah, this about. is the beginning. I'm actually having trouble managing it all. Um, you know, stores that nature of organizing is just absolutely so we have a, a night of police state news ladies and gentlemen stay tuned you are listening to animal farm we will be right back animal farm Folks, Animal Farm Show is what you're listening to. Uh, keeping on the police state here. Uh, once again, folks, if you want to participate tonight, 512-646-1984. You can instant message us at Animal Farm Show, one word, AIM, of course. We'd love to hear from you and love to get your uh, thoughts here. And uh, certainly keep us in check tonight, folks, because it really is a, aside from Jimmy Justice coming on in Lorelei, which should yeah. be really great and entertaining and fun, it really is a I somber, that's right, it's a somber night. I mean, we're talking about a, really the, the destruction of America uh, in the form of police state. Of course, we started out with this Maryland mayor's home that got raided for, for you know, very strange reasons. I mean, the whole background story about this FedEx package with the marijuana, mm-hmm. my, my, my basic question, Ben, here is, why couldn't, you know, uh, these officials knock on the door and, you know, even if they had no idea who this, whose house this was, regardless yeah. of that, granted, you don't want to do any uh, background checks, that's fine, but why not just knock on the door and say, you know, sir, we have reason to believe that the package sent to you today, blah, 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 all this stuff. Why do you have to break down the door, kill two animals, and bound these two people for what? Uh, especially, and even more, is that they knew what was going on. This package was tracked. This whole operation was... Uh, for no, you know, they knew about this. They yeah. knew that this was mm-hmm. going on. So, you know, why are you going to automatically assume that the person picking up the package that it's addressed to is the guilty party? Which, uh-huh. of course, in this case, it wasn't. Yeah. And at the end of the day, uh, two dogs are dead. And this this guy, this mayor, uh, he's not even received an apology from the commissioner of the police department. The only thing that's going on now is the FBI is going to investigate. Oh, great. Another uh, acronym, ABC organization that's already flawed, is going to look into this. And, you know, what is, what is it going to change, Ben? It's not going to change a damn thing. Uh, this, this, these types of goons are just increasing. Yeah. And this type of activity is just going to keep going on and on and on. And obviously, it, does, it doesn't exclude uh, political officials because this guy was a mayor. Yeah. yeah. Pretty and, damn and, well, sad. you know, I think political officials are going to start learning their lesson about the laws that they're passing, <laughs> essentially, because it's going to be starting to be used against them. Um, but yeah. there's so much, so much stuff to talk about in terms of uh, police abuse and and what's uh, happening. But I wanted to I wanted to chime on this really quickly before sure. we got into um, the actual uh, police beatings that are happening all across this country like a plague. Um, stolen PlayStation Three tracked through the PlayStation Network. Really? Yes. Dustin Waller is a lucky man. His fiance bought him a PlayStation Three at a, a Cleveland Games retailer. Sure, it was used, but she had known that the uh, Waller wanted a P- PS Three for a long time. Too bad the used system she purchased turned out to be stolen. Police appeared on Waller's <laughs> door after the purchase, and they inquired out as to how he came across the system. According to a uh, Salisbury Post, the police were able to track the system whenever Waller turned on his system. 
The original owner of the PlayStation 3's uh, PlayStation Network ID was still stored on the system, and it was set to auto-login when the system turned on. <laughs> so the second he turned on the system, they tracked it, and they uh, went to his house. So just a note uh, of caution out there for all you PlayStation 3 owners. Uh, they can easily track your uh, PlayStation 3 number and know when you're playing and when you're not. Oh, so yeah. right. be careful when buying a used system. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But back to the uh, back to all the uh, police beatings that are happening all the way all across the country. Uh, this one is um, out of Denver, right here, and it's literally so many that we can't even keep track of them. I'm, I have to uh, yeah. I have to label them by where they came from, and it's God true. forbid they're going to start coming from the, the same place twice, and it's going to be even harder for me to to deal with this. But uh, videotape shows man beaten by Denver police. Uh, the Denver District Attorney Office has dropped its case against a man who is facing three years in prison for assault. After nine wants to know, obtained and showed prosecutors a videotape of the man's arrest. Um, and I want to play a clip right here that goes along with that. And yes, we do have enough time. So, oh, plenty of time. Ben. Yes, I will play that. And a beating by Denver police that made those who witnessed it gasp. And the videotape of that made the DA change the course of his investigation. Good evening. I'm Bob Kendrick, in for Mark Kobrick, who's in Beijing tonight. I'm Adela Arakawa. The tape that officers didn't know existed kept it from being his word against theirs. John Heaney was well on his way to spending three years in prison for his actions until Nine Wants to Know obtained the tape showing their actions during the arrest. Investigative reporter Deborah Sherman is here with the exclusive story. Deborah, the video shows Denver police beating Heaney. He was charged, though, with the crime. That's right. He was charged with assaulting a police officer. But the Denver District Attorney's Office threw out the case after we showed prosecutors the video of his arrest. And now you'll see the tape. It was shot in April during the home opener of the Colorado Rockies game. Hey, here's the 3-2. And we could hear it. Clear as day. It was just horrible. Opening day at the Rockies. It just so happened that, you know, we were roll on camera. TV producer Greg Prinky and his photographer were shooting video in front of Coors Field. I was on my bicycle. That's when they saw 57-year-old John Heaney ride by on his bike, on his way to see his dying mother in a nursing home. And I heard somebody yell, you just ran a red light. Heaney rode his bike up to the man who was yelling at him. The man says Heaney punched him in the nose, but Heaney says he just knocked the guy's hat off. While nobody agrees on how the fight started, we do know how it ends, because the video crew caught it on tape. In slow motion, you see two men hitting Heaney. An elbow strike, a knee strike, and three uppercuts to his head. They both unloaded on me. And I just, I started seeing stars, and, and the whole thing was just bam, bam, bam after that. That's when Heaney learned those men are undercover police. As they were pummeling me, in between punches, they, they would say, retard, wham, we're cops, wham, wham, wham. They are detectives Michael Cordova and James Costigan on the vice squad, who were working undercover in a scalping ring. The detectives have Heaney on his knees. Someone had me in a chokehold, and they were all on top of me, and I couldn't breathe. And uh, I thought I was going to die. They rolled him onto his stomach. As the officers tried to handcuff Heaney, Detective Cordova lifts his head. For a grand slam. It sounds like a baseball hitting a bat except that it's Heaney's teeth breaking on cement. 
he was not resisting. It, it was totally uncalled for. Police arrested Heaney and charged him with second-degree assault for hitting Detective Cordova in the nose, which pictures show was not bloody or broken. Well, the second-degree assault against a police officer is very serious. Heaney's attorney questioned the officers in court before they knew the arrest was caught on tape. Detective Cordova testified that Heaney was swinging and punching and says even when he was on the ground, he was hitting and kicking. Did you throw any punches at the police officer? No. They say you did. Yeah, well, it never happened. Why would someone believe you over police? I'm telling the truth, and that's, that's all I have. Police did not interview any civilian witnesses. We did. Did you ever see him throw a punch? No. I never once saw him throw a punch. He definitely didn't start it, that's for sure. I never saw the bicyclist uh, make any sort of swing um, at, any, uh, at either of the officers. Back in court, the detectives are asked about Heaney's teeth. Remember, they don't know about the video. Was there a point at which somebody slammed his face into the ground, asked the attorney? Absolutely not, testified Detective Cordova. How did Mr. Heaney's front teeth get broken? Cordova answers, I have not a clue. When you start seeing that the officers are making arguments that are directly contradicted by this videotape, then it raises a question about how believable the police officers are. Heaney lost two... All right. Well, yeah, where, where, where to Scumbag. begin with this, Ben? Where scumbags. Dirtbags. Uh, that's, that's, that's all I could say. Just really, really big scumbags out there that literally beat the crap out of an innocent person, uh, take his head, slam it into the concrete, uh, proceed to beat the crap out of him, and then charge him... With hitting yeah. a police officer, just so typical, so uh, so normal in, in in what's happening today. It's just absolutely Getting horrible. Sick to my mm-hmm. stomach. I don't I don't know if anybody out there can even deny or to just try to begin to deny that the police are a like we talk about all the time. They're becoming militarized. That's more the city police. Those are the masks, ski masks, black uniforms, no badges, et cetera, et cetera. But on top of that. We have the goon squad police, and this is yeah. what we're talking and, and And, you know, we generalize not all police, like we always say, but the bottom line here, folks, is that we're hearing more and more about these cases. And, you know, when is enough enough? This guy's 57 years old. Even if he assaulted a police officer, can't you take two police officers, get a man on his stomach, put him in handcuffs, and just leave it be? Yeah. Why do you have to beat the living hell out of him 15 seconds until break? Folks, Animal Farm Show, we'll get much more on this issue and much more when we get back. More police state news, animalfarmshow.com. We shall return. Take your sticky paws off me, you damn dirty ape. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Number to call in, 512 646 1984. That's 512 646 1984. If you'd like yes. to send us an instant message, it is AOL instant message, screen name, Animal Farm Show, all one word. Got a message from somebody right here, uh, Umabashi8. He says, A similar thing happened to me on February 1st of 2000. I was in the hospital for two weeks and had to undergo dialysis due to being beaten bad enough to have my kidneys blocked. Oh, my God. Um, so, you know, typical typical normal what? behavior by police officers. But um, I want to switch gears really quickly here and then get back into the police state news. As, as everybody knows, um, Isaac Hayes uh, mm-hmm. has died, and we wanted to give him a little send-off or... or, or Pay him, pay him some type of respects, possibly a moment of silence. Uh, uh, what do you think, Pyeth? I mean, a moment of silence? Yeah, let's do a moment of silence for Isaac Hayes. A moment of silence, Go everybody. Ahead.
Say, everybody have seen my ball that oh, big. It's all you know, you knew he was going to do that. Me quick, pick me up. Oh, Just stick boy. my balls in your mouth. Every, there's so many celebrities that are kicking the bucket. It seems like this is a pretty bad year for celebrities, Ben. I mean, not that we're going to get into that at all. I mean, it is what it is. It's terrible. And, of course, uh, with Carlin and Bernie Mac and now Isaac Hayes. And, yes. Rest in peace, Isaac. And, of course, we had Heath Ledger. So I find this scientifically fascinating. There you go. <laughs> okay. So, um yeah, uh, it is what it is, but uh, yeah, Ben. I mean, just to respond to that one, what's his name? The guy who sent the message. Good luck. Wasabi. Uh, um, umbashi. Umbashi. Um, yeah, I mean, the only thing we've established so far that this is obviously going on, like all the shows have established, and we we try to keep a good record of this, and you know, everything from the Hope Steffi case, which is probably the one of the worst, if not the worst, example of just severe police brutality and extreme lawlessness. I don't know what how else On a the, psychological standpoint, I would say, you know? Well, it's a physical, too. I, I mean, mean they, they, well, they, they basically they raped her naked, but they didn't bash her shins in with a freaking... With well, a police yeah, club, like we keep in mind, she was already she was that. already injured, and they they aggravated her injuries and threw her back out. So I mean, that was a very physical and mental case. Yeah, I think probably oh equally God. as bad. Uh, not, not as this guy. This guy obviously was teeth bashed in. So you know, whatever. We've established what's going on. And the only good thing, like we say, is that yes, people have cameras. People have cameras on their phones. People have cameras with them. Uh, the only good thing now is that yes, I mean, if anything happens, there's like a ninety percent chance if not better that somebody's going to catch it on on camera and um you know there's obviously several outlets myspace youtube uh, google where people can now upload these videos and and you know thankfully because of the internet we can get the information out that's the only good thing ben and it really isn't that good because it, it's still we're not we're not fixing the problem we're just dealing yeah. with getting people informed as to what's going on damn you yeah. internet um i don't know there's so many aspects to this police yeah. state and we and we you know we jump into you know, we talked about two incidents now where there was an incident where people were either detained, uh, you know, unlawfully or now with this police actually just undercover cops just beating the hell out of someone. Yeah. And now you have to try to bring it around and let's put the pieces of the puzzle together like we often try to do where now New York City police are now proposing a massive public snooping system. So it's just this, like I said, this culmination, this collective police state emerging ever so slowly so that the average duck doesn't know. Yeah. And the average person doesn't really realize or understand and of course with these news reports which many you're going to play tonight you always get that one person after they interview 50 or 60 that says i think it's a good idea i think it should be implemented immediately honey we need, we need to be safe from terrorism uh people don't understand that the borders are still open people don't understand that the government doesn't give a rat's ass about fighting terrorism they just want your rights but let's move to new york city now which is really the next big police state emerging uh and here's the proof with mass surveillance systems now prevalent in london the burial place of george orwell america's big app is mulling its own Big Brother network. Once it, actually, I didn't say this. Raw story. This is out of the raw story, folks. You can check this out. Um, in a proposal by Police Commissioner Raymond W. Kelly, Operation Sentinel would create a technological surveillance veil that scans license plates and photographs vehicles as they cross bridges and enter or exit tunnels. Radiological detectors, Ben, would also be installed to sniff out potential terrorism threats. Yeah. Uh, data collected by the snooping would be stored for one month uh, a command center, uh, at a command center in lower Manhattan. In all, some 3,000 public and private security cameras would be deployed. Um, and, of course, that's probably on top of the many that they already have. Here's a quote by Paul J. Brown. This is just a planning document. 
Uh, he's, a, he's a police spokesman to the New York Times. It's a vision of how it will work if all the components come together. So, like we just said, I mean, this is just... Shut the, the f*** up, all right? You know, of course, the police are buying into this. They're being trained to, you know, basically treat the public as though they are the enemy. And like that famous quote from, you know, Admiral Adama in Battlestar Galactica, which goes something like, you know, there's a reason you separate the police and the military. You know, one is there to yep. protect the state. One is there to secure and, de- and, and to serve the people. But when you uh, militarize the police, when the police become the military or vice versa, the enemy of the state, of course, are the people. Just to finish up here, Ben. Today, we become the enemy. (laughs) Just finish up here. The public snooping technology is inspired by a system installed by the British government in London, which has blanketed the city in the view of cameras, range of microphones, and earshot of government minders who can actually speak to pedestrians through a massive PA system. Now, Ben, how often do we talk about the UK syndrome stuff? Yeah. More specifically, if you're not following the animal farm, we talk about stuff going on in, in the UK and how ridiculous their police state is, but now we see it being duplicated. We see government cooperation, and in this case, it's New York City now adopting the very similar principles, if not the very same principles. It's absolutely horrible. Uh, technology. It's horrible. And when they talk about, you know, command centers, uh, you, you really start understanding the military um, institution that is uh, the modern day police in this country and how that they are using uh, and how they're viewing the citizenry and uh, using the uh, they're starting to use military terms uh, in terms of in terms of, you know, uh, scanning and, and securing and uh, uploading it to a database and um, and it's just it's it's absolutely horrible so we are absolutely com- uh, becoming the enemy uh, it's just just terrifying yeah. to have that happen to your son has to be just devastating <laughs> yeah. and and just one other example of how uh, you know America's government is trying to i guess match what the british government is doing the british government uh, has already uh, you know like many of you go uh, many of you all know they've already installed radio frequency identification chips in the vehicle's license plates and they can identify signals um, you know over 300 feet away this whole thing and this article goes on to say this Check this. Check out this quote, Jerry Dyke. Uh, we definitely have an interest in testing an RFID tag license plate. Uh, Jerry Dyke claimed this. Chairman of the American Association of Motor Vehicle Administrators in 2005 report by Wired Magazine. No such measure has been proposed for New York City. However, but you know, again, it's all in the works. These people are thinking about this technology. They're thinking about the implementation of this technology. And you know what? It's going to yeah. happen eventually, unless we stop it. To so your phones, uh, we have John in Austin. You're on the Animal Farm. What's up, John? Hey, uh, one of the things I wanted to discuss or, or bring to your attention and see what you guys think, like you have the actual physical brutality that's going on, which seems to be at a uh, sort of local level, if you will, local police, county police. Hello? Yes, yes. no, we agree. Go on, John. Oh, we'll yeah. And what my, the psychological impact that the Fed, like the FBI, you can look at the Richard Jewell case, you can look at this ANSAC case, and what they do to citizenry here, like put them under investigation, intense scrutiny, they'll float um, uh, things out against somebody, a person of interest, I always love that term, um, you know, to and just ruin someone's life, and the person's totally innocent. Yeah, just to add on to what you're saying, John, I want to comment because I think you bring up an interesting point. 
here's the problem. We talk about this Maryland mayor. Okay, so this terrible incident happens. This guy just lost his two of his dogs for literally no reason. And on top of it, this whole incident should have been handled uh, in a much different manner. Without sure. any violence, and it could have been handled. But on top of it, like you're saying, it, you know, this happens, and it's a terrible tragedy. So what do they do? What does the government do to try to fix it? Ooh, they're going to get one of their other agencies to investigate it. It's like the mob investigating the mob. It's not going to do any good. Well, see, here's the thing. I went through this with the FBI here in Austin, and I lost my job, uh, was unable to work, the psychological stress. And, you know, it got down to a point where I looked an agent in the eye and said, fine, bring it on. Indict me. You know, if you got something, let's go. Let's go to court. I'm going to wipe the courtroom with you. What exactly and, happened? What, what, what happened? Tell us Tell us the specifics. Well, um, I was the subject of a threat in the form of a package made to look like an explosive device. And uh, I'll drop the bombshell on you here in just a moment. Okay. The um, I, And so, like, I made this comment, and I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning thinking to myself, oh, great. If I get dragged into court, it's going to cost me everything I've got. I'm going to have to mortgage my house. And yeah, John, you know what, John? Hang on. we got a break. Uh, I'm going to hold you over, and I want to hear about the story, folks. Animal Farm Show, when we get back, more from John and Austin will tell us a story and much more news and information. Stay tuned, folks. We shall return. We pride ourselves on the high moral standards of our program, and I mean that sincerely. We don't resort to sex or crime or violence or drinking on the program. Uh, the government cannot hide anymore. The media can no longer use the, the tinfoil hat, uh, Holocaust denial, moon landing type slap mints that they've been doing for so many years when we start talking about the ever emerging police state. Because it is fact, folk. It's happening. Uh, it, it, you know, videotapes have proven this. We see what's going on to people, just to regularly. The ordinary Americans just walking around, and even if they're out of line, even if they do break law, even if they do something that they shouldn't be doing, uh, they get their asses kicked, and the police have literally no... Um, I don't want to use the word sensitivity because that's what the word they would use. They say, oh, this cop has to go in for sensitivity training now. But they just have no grasp as to how to handle a human being in a situation. Uh, police are supposed to use violence only when threatened, and now they seem to be using it uh, for fun, really. And I hate to, you know, that's really the truth uh, as to what's going on. We do have John and Austin. John, uh, you, you have a pretty interesting story. I want you to start from the beginning, kind of give us a quick background. And if you would, just paraphrase, make it as quick as possible. We do want to move on. And if it seems like there's All a right. lot going on here, John, maybe we could talk off air and get you on for a whole segment. Well, what happened, basically, um, I was the subject of a threat. Um, turned in, is back in 2005. Um and the threat was made to look like an explosive device. Uh, long story short, um, I went in. I was debriefed by the FBI and went through polygraph and then interrogation. And I was under surveillance. Um, I had threats, you know, of violence against me. Uh, like they showed up at my door with a warrant for DNA. Uh, the warrant specified any use of any and all physical force necessary to obtain it. Wow. Um, they 
said that uh, my wife had left me. They said I'd had a psychological break, all this. Uh, are you ready for the bomb? Yes, go yes. ahead. Give it. Give us the bomb. These are guys I've worked with. These are your own, your own co-workers, if you will. Uh, I was an investigator with the state, and I was on task force. I knew these guys. So did you get framed, John? I have no idea what happened. Uh, I had put some. Wow. I had put some doctors in prison um, for healthcare fraud. I did healthcare fraud. And All right, we'll get along very well. Go ahead. And uh, anyway, I, what I think happened, my theory on this is that uh, one of these doctors. You know, when you go from a 9,000-square-foot house to a 9-by-10 room uh, at Club Fed, you know, they're a little annoyed with you. And uh, maybe someone and their family or something like that took exception to what I was doing. It's a lot more involved than what I'm comfortable saying on the radio at the moment. Um, but the point I wanted to make is, this happens a lot, and people are put under these tremendous threats. Like, you look at the Richard Jewell case, who was the Olympic bomber, and he was cleared. But the stress, you know, killed him. He died early. He died young, uh, you know, from heart problems. Uh, the guy on the anthrax case, God knows what happened there. And then the yeah. FBI turns around That's... and says, oh, yeah, he's our guy. He's been under investigation, blah, blah, blah. Sure. How convenient is that? And then they clear the case, do some paperwork, and move on. It's off someone's back. Yeah, I, I, I think... I think on top of yes. all of the, you know, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, I think the problem that I have, uh, at least on the surface, is just how ridiculous it is on the surface. I mean, they don't even make an attempt to make their stories credible. And we could talk uh, about the 90s. No, they it's don't. Not, it's just. It's not even clever. No, it's I mean, not. It's, it's really ridiculous. But on top of that, John, think about how many people out there believe it or don't even pay attention enough to think about making a decision as to what, how they feel about it. Exactly. <laughs> You know, I, I know, I know it's important. I, I, I know that the, the celebrities out there are pregnant. I know that Brad Pitt's important, and I know that all of this crazy nonsensical <laughs> jargon that people talk about with celebrities and entertainment and sports. And I love all this stuff. I know it's extremely important, um, but obviously the people buy into it and they just either forget or don't care enough to think about what really goes on. And, you know, just important news. And there's a great uh, story, another article out of The Guardian. It's entitled Why TV News in the U.S. is Utter Rubbish. And it really hits on this exact point that, um, granted, you could blame the people for not yeah. paying attention. Yes, we can definitely place a lot of blame, in my opinion, I think at least 50%. But on top of that, it, it talks about the MSNBCs, the CBSs, the NBCs, the PBS, the Foxes, the CNNs, et cetera, et cetera. It talks about these major news networks that have their hands in every jar and how they basically report on such bull crap, nonsense, stuff that really doesn't make any difference other than to one or two people that it's, you know, that's the story's about. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with the celebrity, you know, craziness. I mean, Ben, you, you look at these websites now, a lot of these news, and they have entertainment sections, entire yeah. sections dedicated mm -hmm. to what Angelina Jolie did last month. And, and unfortunately, this is the stuff 
that's pushed forward. And if it's not the entertainment news, it's um, uh, Obama's got a three-point lead over McCain. Obama doesn't agree with McCain on blah. These just nonsensical issues that just don't matter. And they, of course, they omit everything else that uh, really does matter to many Americans and yeah. people abroad. So, I mean, at this point, it's become it's become uh, a thousand percent obvious. I would hope for anybody listening to this that the media is completely controlled 100 percent trying to uh, uh, physically dumb us down to the point where we don't we have no clue what is even going on in the world uh, and that's why a lot of people listen to this show and can't even understand what the hell we're talking about because they don't even understand that there are other things happening in this world they they uh turn on the news they say oh i want to follow politics so maybe i'll turn on cnn for a little bit and find out what's happening and they get absolutely nothing but um i mean there are so many there are so many police stories out there uh police terror stories out there that we can't even cover uh, cover them all but i do want to get to this one right here video shows police punching teen 13 times in the face then tasering him yeah and it's just another example yeah this is out of greenville county uh, south carolina an 18 year old was punched in the face 13 times by a deputy police officer whose dashboard video camera caught the incident on tape the video shows undercover uh, Deputy Brian Tolson pulling over a truck driving by a, a drug suspect and beating the teenage driver while what appears to be a backup deputy held him down. And that's what it's all about. It's all about so you've beaten a man with your fists. <laughs> it's all about it's also all about the police officer kicking the crap out of you while you're helpless. They yeah. can't fight you man to man. That's they get face off on this and they get off just beating the crap out of another human being. How Alan. far have we've come? Uh, it, and it's absolutely horrible. I watched the video to this and it's just they get worse and worse punches. They get worse and worse these videos. Yes, it's it's horrible. It's I mean full on punches straight to the face while another officer is holding him down. It's just uh, it's it's disgusting. Um, and then we have another case right here. Just way too much stuff to even to even talk about. I mean we're we're gonna have to even push this off till Thursday. But um, police punch handcuffed man. It's just uh, it's, yeah. It's every ridiculous. time you're so, every time you're subdued somehow or you're on the ground, that's when they get their kicks up. That's when the taser comes out. Exactly. Let's have some fun. And this clip is out of CNN right here, so it's it's uh, it's just horrible. What the hell is going on around Florida here? Florida are releasing some startling video in a beating case. Take a look at this. It shows a suspect in handcuffs punched in the face by one police officer and then once he gets on the ground he's kicked by two other officers the west palm beach police chief says there's no doubt in her mind the officers used excessive force to see this you know actually happens uh, obviously i'm not pleased with it at all we are held at a much higher standard um, than anyone else one officer has since resigned and the others are on administrative leave. According to the arrest report, the suspect robbed a CVS pharmacy back in May. He was armed with pepper spray and he was demanding prescription drugs. He is now on house arrest, charged with robbery with a weapon and aggravated assault on an officer. Yeah. yeah, great. Great news. And oh, by the way, thanks for the call, John and Austin. We, we cut you off there. We're trying to move the ball here. And uh, thank you for the great call. And, and additionally, John, if you're still listening, uh, send us any more information. I know it's tough to talk on the radio about this stuff, but if you want to send us an email, maybe more. We're definitely interested in the story. And if we could do anything to help you, maybe get it out there, put it on our, our website or our blog. That is more than. Uh, Yes, we can. That's right. Listen to Yoda. We can definitely do that. Once again, 502-646-1984. And, of course, the website is animalfarmshow.com. Um, so much to talk about. But I want to keep the phones alive here. We have Richard and Austin. Richard, you're on the Animal Farm. What's up? Oh, how are you doing there, fellas? I just want to take the opportunity to berate our celebrities who refuse to speak up. You know, we have Charlie Sheen, Rosie O'Donnell, but they kind of went back to, into their mode, whatever it was. 
but they did, you know, a little bit. But I'm talking about mainly the tough-talking rappers who act like they're not afraid of anything. And these comedians, you know, like the Bernie Mac, not to be disrespectful, but guys who sound real bodacious and unafraid of to take anything on. But neither one of them will touch 9-11. But I just heard recently from Anthony J. Hilder, I think his name was, that some of these tough-talking rappers are finally starting to uh, bootleg and, well, not the rappers themselves, but they're listening to some of the material that he put out and that others have put out in New York and the New Jersey area. And I say it's about time because uh, these guys can start a movement of their own. You know, the more people that learn about 9-11 and the rest of these atrocities, the easier your fight and your struggle will be so you won't be in the spotlight all the time. But I, I just think we need to stay on our celebrities. They're the ones who are reaping the, the, you know, the, the benefits of living in America more than the rest of us. And they're just sitting on their, you know, their glory and their accolades like they don't have a responsibility. They're always talking about the troops and how they support the troops and all that. But none of them will step on the battlefield like you guys and do what it really takes. So well, thank you. Yeah, Richard, Ri hang on, Richard. We got, we got a break coming up, Richard. We'll hold you over. Thank you. For, and Pi, let's go out with some applause for veteran Richard from Austin. We shall return, folks. AnimalFarmShow.com. We shall return. before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order a world where the rule of law not the law of the jungle governs the conduct of nations when we are successful and we will be we have a real chance at this new world Ladies and gentlemen, 512-646-1984 is the number to call us. Uh, we were just talking to Richard in Austin. I wanted to address something that he had said um, when he was talking about the big bad rappers out there sure. that um, that refuse to to, to uh, confront any of these things that they know are happening, especially the police brutality, um, given the neighborhoods that they grew up in. But I do have to give props to some rappers out there that yeah. are uh, coming forth and are uh, doing some great work. Most Def is uh, one of them has mm -hmm. come out about 9-11. Roy Shivers? Um, yes. Roy Shivers, yep, is out there uh, talking about talking about everything under the sun. He but just, his uh, music's also phenomenal, I think. I think it's very good music. He's, he's great. And um, uh, we, we also have Eminem, too, who came sure. out against the war. Yeah. And we also Thank have you. Uh, um, Talib Kweli. Okay, um, who's a who's an excellent sure. excellent rapper. But when you look at hip hop just in general, you see uh, the real rappers 
will talk about uh, the the political things and the fake rappers, the ones that are out there talking about bling blings, yeah, and their rides and their rims right. and their bitches and their hoes, <laughs> their bitch. are gonna are, are not gonna. Three hundred and fifty bars and ten thousand <laughs> girls every night. <laughs> All right, <laughs> they're not gonna talk Lead about. Lead the way, Jesse. They're not gonna talk about the real things. They're gonna they're gonna keep going on because the system is serving them. Uh, but real rappers that are into spirituality and. Um, community and, and, and togetherness are out there saying all the stuff that needs to be said. And hip-hop is one of the most um, politically, I guess, uh, uh, what's Informative. the word for it? Yes, it's, it's, the, it's, it's, Aware. A, it's an excellent tool to explain uh, politics and, and, and your views on the universe just in general. And the ones that are using it correctly, like most deaf, Talib Kweli, Eminem, um, Eminem should be using it a lot more, but yeah. Roy Shivers as well, yeah, are uh, just doing just doing great, great work. So we got to give props to them. Uh, those are the real rappers some out are, there. Some are. The fake ones are, are the ones that are rapping about the bull, the BS uh, <laughs> with their, uh, you know, their hoes and, and whatnot. Yeah, and once again, I <laughs> uh, want to thank Richard from Austin. He's called in a couple of shows in a row now, and he's he really is a true patriot, and he's a veteran, of course, so we try to give him the... Everybody, every veteran gets the applause like Five always likes to do, but he, he really does. He's, he's very poetic when he calls me. Appreciate the support, and thank you. Once again, Richard. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if this is any closure. And of course, like you said before the break, Ben, we can go on all night, all day, maybe even all into Thursday with this martial law. We have the New York City style martial law really being set up now. And you can see it starting to take shape with the cameras and the radiological weapons and God knows what other identification yeah. measures they're putting in there. But then you even have uh, the Arkansas town now that imposes, imposes like a martial law style curfew. And I don't want to get too far into it. The, 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 the bottom line with this story here with Arkansas is every time there's something, every time something happens, a really terrible event, a shooting, you know, deaths, when something happens, the response now, there's no more detective work. There's no more find out the, you know, find the criminals, put them to justice, really try to use your brain. Now it's just, let's just lock the whole town down. Let's ID everybody. Yep. We saw this in what? Washington, D.C. They were setting up checkpoints there. Now we have it in Arkansas. And it's just every time something happens, you know, people are obviously, there's a lot of gunfire. So people are like on the ground and they're, they're worried about stray bullets. And this is a serious thing. I'm not trying to, you know, melt this into something that it's not. I'm not trying to belittle the the importance here but the bottom line is that every time something like this happens the cops the local officials just turn everything upside down and say look yep. let's turn it let's turn it into a prison and and what and nothing and nothing ever happens and nothing ever nothing good ever comes out of that situation it's it's just martial law and then it's not hey, so that's a wonderful idea yeah like i always say i scratch my head i could have swore that there were these these people called detectives uh who actually found criminals and used evidence and you know with forensics and stuff but of course now it's just let's just turn the whole town into a you uh, you know, a prison. So yep. it is what I it do is. have the audio to go along with that. If we want to play really quickly, do we have some time? Yeah, or do sure. We let's, to, uh... let's do it. Absolutely. Play. Cause okay. I think it's important to hear. Okay. Yeah. It's, Don't it's, listen to me. Don't a, listen to me. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable. It's horrible. If you listen to the police chief, it's, it is absolutely disgusting. Just ha have a listen. And I mean, just listen. Exactly. Because of all the recent crime in Helena, West Helena, we're talking about robberies, home invasions, loitering, shootings. The mayor of Helena, West Helena, has decided to impose a curfew, but only in certain areas. And it applies for everyone, no matter the age and no matter the time. If you're caught violating curfew, there's a chance you could wind up behind bars. We're afraid that somebody's going to get seriously hurt uh, by what's, what's going on. This curfew is for all people. Uh, everybody is subject to stop an investigation. It's uh, almost akin to martial law. And that's exactly what <laughs> some are calling it. For now, 2nd Street and several streets surrounding it will look just like this. And if you're caught outside without a good enough excuse... Zero tolerance. They're going to jail. An idea that's fine by Martha Coleman. You never know where a bullet is going to go. 
You never know who house is going to hit, what person is going to hit. And, you know, sleeping on the floor because you don't know where a bullet is going to, you know, go to. It might come in my house. It might come in my neighbor's house. So I commend the hell in the West Southern Police Department. But others say instead of addressing the problem. It's just going to make it worse. Sir. And mm-hmm. some say instead of it home is. sweet home, the past 24 hours. It's been like jail. Jails, but you can't come out your own home. You can't go to the store without getting stopped by the police and questioned and harassed. While Richard Robinson applauds the city's efforts. I think the idea is good to stop the crime, but I think the way that the police department is handling the situation is all wrong. When the police come by and tell you when you own your own property or not, that you cannot come outside, I think that's martial law and that can only be inflicted by the National Guard. That's my opinion on it. But after several rapes, robberies, and shootings, Mayor James Valley says he's exhausted all the possibilities. And he says this is the best move to turn around what some are calling a very rough area. This turn belongs to the taxpayer citizens, not to the drug dealers and the hustlers. And we're going to pop them in the head. They're going to pop them in you the head. stupid, um, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard. I don't, I don't, I, like every newscast, like we always say, we, like we always show on this, this radio show, we always find, they always put up the, the, the people for, oh, I think it's a good idea. I think it should be implemented. I, I can't wait to give up my liberties. But then finally, you know, you get some, some logic and, and you finally hear the other points where it's like, hey, listen, you know, I am a prisoner in my own neighborhood. And I can't even step out of my own home. He can't home. step out of his own home and go get a, you know, a, a gallon of milk without being harassed by the police. And, and oh, I always ask the question, is this the most, is this the best way to handle the situation? Obviously it's not. No way! No question it's not. Um, so it's, it's just unbelievable. And the more we hear about these situations, the more it seems like more cities are adopting this type of behavior where towns are just being shut down into martial law. You need to pray for the good Lord, protect America. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show. to our show for the uh, what, what the nine months we've been on the air something like that so we've been on the air for quite a bit of time now and we're slowly but steadily approaching our one year anniversary uh anniversary um we have a game show uh called law or lie and we decided early on that the game show would run 20 episodes and then the winner after the you know person leading after those episodes would be the undisputed winner and uh, you know i want to kind of build up this is the 20th episode and i want to kind of build it up and I might fail miserably, but I want to give it a try anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. Started as an idea, Charles Ratner, early in the Animal Farm history, trying to make it into a game show for all Americans, young and old. It consists of four laws, one of which is bunk, made up by Charles Ratner, a real lawyer. Right. Ben and Tony got off to a good start. That's really me. Ben and I got off to a good start. <laughs> I'm not really speaking in the third person, am I? Hyatt's <laughs> a little bit far behind. Shut up! It's come all the way after a terrible drought after the 10th episode. It's come all this way. And finally, we are here. Number uh, 20. The moment of truth. Episode 20 is upon us. The standings as it is right now, out of 19 episodes, Ben has 7 correct out of 19. I have 5. Pyth has four. 
Pyatt's season is unfortunately over, but he still will participate just to, you know, he could still tie me, theoretically. Uh, but tonight is the episode, folks. I have to. Tonight g- is the night I win. Tonight is the night. Bang- now, keep in mind, you know, the only thing that can, that can get a playoff going is I have to gain a point on you, Ben. So um, that means I have to get it wrong and you have to get it right. Yeah, that's basically it. And uh, I think without further ado, let's let's get to uh, Laura Lai. Let's Pyth, why don't you start it up? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play. Laura Lai. Right, folks. Laura Lai back here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Episode number 20. Tonight Charles, is the night where I win. Uh, I'm, I'm very nervous here. Charles, are you with us? I am. I am. All right, Charles. Thank you for joining us once again. Charles Ratner, a, an attorney for real. He's not full of it. He's a good man, a good American, good patriot, and he's a good friend of the animal farm, as always. Uh, this is how it works, folks. Charles Ratner will give us the four laws, and we, you and I, all of us, everybody sitting in the living room, um, knitting, we're listening to the animal farm, has to guess which law they think is false, bunk, not true, complete BS. <laughs> um, and then, of course, after Charles reads them, I'll read them again, and we do that. Once again, folks, this segment, this game show, is sponsored by Tasty Golf Tees, America's only flavored golf tee, regulation tees, wooden tees that are just flavored, Ben. It's that simple. Yeah. Strawberry, grape, cherry, delicious. cinnamon. It is unbelievable, but it's delicious. And especially for cinnamon fans, check them out. They're very hot, very good. And you can go to tastygolftees.com. Check out this wonderful product, tastygolftees.com, folks. Let's get started. We got five minutes left. And then uh, I think what we'll do tonight is we'll take the break, the natural break, and then we'll come back with our answers to really give the suspense its due. So, Pyth, why don't you cue it up? And we'll give the floor to you, Charles, as you tell us tonight's four laws on Laurel Lie, episode 20. All right, all, the, all right, all these laws that are. Uh, Federal or applied across most of the states. So here we go. Uh, law number one. Under federal law, a patent holder has the right to use their invention for 20 years from its filing date. Law number two. Nearly all states prohibit driving in the left lane of a highway when not passing another vehicle. Law number three. Under federal law, banks are required to report any unusual transactions by its customers to the IRS. And law number four, under the federal tax code, anyone earning the income in the United States is required to file a federal income tax return. Oh, boy. Interesting how he number wow. four in there. Okay, now, uh, I'm going to read them again. I'm going to read them slowly. I want to take our time, Ben, because this is a pivotal episode. I Tony, to, if I find out you cheated on this episode. Ben, I swear. It you will cheapen it. You it had, no, cheapen why it. would I cheat? It's more fun for me to lose and, and cry and bitch and moan and say so. it wasn't fair. No, 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 no. I would never do that. I, I respect this game so much, and I wouldn't want to let the kitties down at home <laughs> listening to this wonderful the game show. knitting in their living <laughs> Knitting. <rooms. laughs> oh, boy. But you know there's someone out there knitting right now, and they're smiling because I said that. So you, can, you can blow it out your ass. How do you like that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat the laws here ben and oh, yeah. uh, really slowly because <laughs> once again this is the could this could be the final episode Whew. law number one under federal law a patent holder has the right to use his invention for 20 years from its filing date law number two nearly all states prohibit driving in the left lane of a highway when not passing another vehicle number three under federal law, banks are required to report any unusual transactions of its customers to the IRS. 
Number four, and this is going to be a widely debated one. Under the federal tax code, anyone earning an income in the United States is required to file a federal income tax return. Those are the four laws. Now, once again, folks, I have to gain a point on Ben to keep the playoff going or to force a playoff for all you sports fans out there. Ben, if, if either of us miss or if we both get it right, it's over. You win. You're the winner. Okay. I'm planning on it. I know. Hoping. I, I've narrowed. I've got the champagne bottle ready. And now, now, what do you want to do here? But you, we still have two minutes, 24 seconds. I think we should just go. You know, we should just, let's just do it. All right. I'm going to, I, I have mine narrowed down to two. Should I read them again for us, for the people? No? No. Okay, never mind. It. All right. I'm just trying to prolong my death here. We have to, we have to do the one, two, three. Can't do the. Uh... Yeah, we have to hold up fingers. Hold on a second yep. here. Okay. Oh, this is, this is for, for everything, folks. And also nothing. <laughs> <laughs> for nothing. Yeah. Like we didn't, we didn't even put any money on this. It was all yeah. like, oh, I'll buy you a pizza. This is just bragging rights, true yes. and true. And this is kind of like. And know, we will right? use those bragging rights. I will anyways, once I win. Okay. I have my answer and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to I go. I have my answer as well. Okay. Okay. On three, everybody put them up. One, two, three. Oh, oh yes. Over. Ben has picked three. <laughs> Oh, and ben. Tony has picked three as well. Oh, man, I think Pyeth may know something. He knows a bitter t- son of a bitch. <laughs> Pyeth <laughs> yes. knows a thing or two about uh, patents and laws. Son of a... Okay, and I... I yeah, well, that's it. Ben and I both smelled three as the wrong one. The drum roll and the drama, it is over. But let's get the end result. Uh, Pyeth, if you will. No, the uh, Pyeth's right. One of the ones is wrong. Number oh, one. Man. Oh, I should have smelt it. Wow. I should have smelt Very it. Very good, Pyth. Very good. Now, what is the uh, what is the amount of time there, uh, Charles? What, why is this law a bunk? Under federal law, a patent holder has the right to use his, his invention for 20 years from its filing date. Why is that false? Why well, is it false? Well, because this is a common misconception. The patent doesn't give you the right to use your own invention. It just gives you the right to prevent other people from practicing it. it sounds like. Sounds like a fake out, but the real reason for it is it doesn't grant you a monopoly. If you improve on somebody else's invention and your patents for the improvement, you still need to deal with the original patent, the other patent holder for for, for the uh, underlying invention. So, oh my God, so we got a break coming up, Charles. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know do like a statement, like a I don't know. I'm I'm really upset right now. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> hit the road. So everyone, keep in mind law number two. Yeah, okay, yeah. Charles, thank you so much. Uh, it's over. We shall return, folks, with the uh, congratulations of Ben Miller as the champion. Yes. Stay tuned, folks. Animalfarmshow.com. the Animal Farm Radio Show, the one, the only on the We the People Radio Network. For those of you just joining us, it is officially over. Lorelei, season one has been won by Ben. Congratulations, Ben. You did a great yes. job. There were some real pivotal episodes there. Um, and, you know, hey, you did a great job. I, I was hoping to gain a point on you t- tonight, but it, it didn't happen. So I got to just kind of, you know, lick my wounds and uh, go back for next season and try to win it. So what are you going to do? But we did learn 
that under federal law, the, the false law was under federal law, patent holder has the right to use this invention for 20 years from its filing date. That's not true. It goes into a lot of other things, but it, the, the basic thing is that it, it prevents other people from using your patent. So you can look it up for yourself. But then I, I do want to comment because Dan emailed us, and of course I wanted to bring this up, but we ran out of time there. Uh, keep in mind, the, 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 the game show is about which statement is false. And uh, even though... We could debate forever, and uh, you know about the federal tax code, about you, re- you as a citizen, re- being required to file a tax uh, return. I would never. Yeah, I would never either. <laughs> well, I, I do. <laughs> Even though we could debate whether or not it's legal or illegal for you to do that, the, the point of, of number four was that it says under the federal tax code, anyone earning an income in the U.S. is required to file a federal income tax return. That is true. Yes. Under the federal tax code. We can debate whether that's legal or not, but I just wanted to point that out. So once again, Ben, great job. Uh, Pyeth and I tied with five points. You have seven to finish. Either way, we really all suck this year. We None of us broke 10. I think that's pretty pitiful, but hopefully next year, or next year, next season, whenever we start that, we'll be better. But folks, when we return, we are going to be joined by the one, the only, Jimmy Justice. The Animal Farm Radio Show. The law is that guy that wears that badge and a gun. That's the one that puts you in jail. That's the law. So do you men lack confidence? Need some help in that intimate area? Well, now we have the answer for you. The Animal Farm Radio Show. Farmshow.com is the website. You all know him and love him, I'm sure by now. Uh, you have heard of the infamous Jimmy Justice. The man. Yes, the man, the one and only. And we have him here on the farm. Jimmy, you are live on the air. What's up? Hey, how you guys hey, doing? You guys Thank doing? you so, Thank much. You so much for inviting me to speak on your show. I appreciate it. The pleasure is all ours. Uh, so, Jimmy, uh, for people that don't know, and there aren't many people that don't know, give, them a, give them a rundown. Uh, how did this start? Who are you? What are you doing? Um, and and how did it all start? I am Jimmy Justice. <laughs> oh, oh well, Jimmy, hey, by the uh, way, the sound just, effect says it all. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, am Jimmy yeah, Justice. Just, yeah, just so you know, Pi does a sound effect. Uh, uh, Go on. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, so basically, I'm just a regular working class guy here in New York City, and in the city, the city hall has this policy of predatory ticketing, where they just send these traffic enforcement agents to scour the streets and look at everybody's car and find a reason to give a ticket. And I believe that originally when the traffic laws were written, there was a degree of altruism. They were written so that there would be more public safety for motorists and for pedestrians, but it isn't that way anymore. Taxi tickets have become a big business for New York City and for other cities all around the country and all around the world. And I believe that... Although the traffic enforcement agents in New York City have a job to do and they have an important job, they sometimes go too far and they lack compassion and discretion in their ticket writing patterns. And I believe what hurts a lot more than receiving a ticket, especially if you feel it was an unfair ticket, is watching that same traffic cop who gave you the ticket go and commit the same offense with his official vehicle. And it just makes a joke out of the entire system. So about two years ago, I started to fight back. Uh, I became a one-man army. It was just me and a video camera. And I started recording the traffic enforcement agents violating the same laws that they are supposed to be enforcing. And 
it was my original idea to make some sort of a documentary showing how difficult it is for the working class person here in New York City who has to drive to work or who has to drive around to do their errands. And I put some of these clips up on YouTube to gauge the public reaction. And overnight, they became this viral video sensation. So I just decided to go with it. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's a good description of what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, and Jimmy, I think, I think also, the, you know, the videos, first of all, you know, they have entertainment value. So obviously with the Internet and the way that YouTube and Google and just video on the Internet works, uh, it's it's obvious that uh, you find success there. But on top of it, you're reaching people who just want to watch cool videos, but you're also, of course, reaching a lot of people and the Patriot community. So, wait, Pyth, you want to say something? Oh, yeah, play a clip. Go ahead there, Pyth, play a clip. Are you on drugs? What is your problem? You're a traffic enforcement agent, and you parked your official vehicle blocking a fire pump, and there's a fire outside with firemen out there? And they have no access to the pump? You are to be ashamed of yourself! <laughs> you are to be ashamed of yourself! While you're in the store, you don't hear the sirens? What's the matter with you? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You're supposed to enforce the law and not break the law. Yeah, well, there, there's obviously, I think, yeah. I think that's my personal favorite, uh, Jimmy. And uh, not the first one I saw, but that's my personal favorite. I, I mean, it, it really does. I mean, with today's day and age, especially in New York City, anybody who, I mean, we're really close to the city, and I, I frequent there very often. And, you know, of course, I'm sure there are a lot of good cops, but the more you travel around, the more you just try to talk to an officer about anything, you really do get this kind of goon approach. You get this real hard-ass personality, like, you know, I'm a tough guy, I have a badge, you have to respect cop, me. You idiot. And on top of that, I think, uh, you know, when, when uh, like, you know, good folks like yourself, Jimmy, when you go around and you actually try to, you know, put what goes on in, onto videos and you see what these cops are doing or even just people who are supposed to be working for the state, for the, for the city itself. You just see that a lot of them don't even have the respect for the laws they're trying to uphold. And, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously a part of a huge problem, but I think it's very effective that, uh, that you've brought this to light. And I think a lot of people have opened their eyes now, and I think a lot of people are putting the pieces of the puzzle together. You still there, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, actually, right now, uh, I'm on my mobile phone and I'm walking around and some people uh, recognize me because I've been all over television this week. So <laughs> people stop to ask me questions. I'm just telling them to give me a couple minutes. Uh, so I apologize for that interruption. No, uh, bring, yeah. me, bring, them on, bring them on the show. The more the merrier. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Jimmy, I mean, you have been all over, you have been all over television. Yeah, I saw you on uh, Star Jones and, um, yeah. uh, but, and ABC has done reports on you and things of that nature. Have you received any threats, personal threats from police officers in the city or, or any, uh, are, you, are you basically feeling any repercussion for your actions? Well, I get a couple hundred emails a day and most of them are very supportive and they're coming from people, hardworking people who support what I'm doing. And they tell me that uh, there should be hundreds of Jimmy Justices in every city across the country. And they're very supportive. They wish that somebody would have done this a long time ago to kind of turn the cameras onto Big Brother and watch the watchers. And then I get my fair share of death threats. I get my fair share of people who say uh, they like the idea of what I'm doing, but they don't like uh, the color commentary uh, that I add. They wish that I would just take a video of a police car that's parked illegally and then just take that video and send it into the authorities or take that video and just put it on the Internet without me confronting the officers. But I don't want to do that because imagine if I put out a video for an hour of parked cars 
that would be as boring as watching paint dry, and nobody would want to watch that. And uh, I want to entertain people, but at the same time, I do have some serious issues that I want to bring to public debate. And I do get my fair share of death threats, and usually from the lingo, I can tell that it is uh, a police officer, because uh, they're using the same type of cliches that the police always use. And one common thing they like to say to me is uh, that they hope one day I'm going to be getting robbed and beaten, and I'll need the police to come and help me, but the police will not be able to find a legal parking spot. So uh, they won't be able to help me. But that's, that's a lot of baloney, because nobody, not me, not anybody else, nobody is saying that the police can't park wherever they want when they're doing their job or when there's an emergency. Of course, if there's an emergency, go speed, go and uh, go to red light safely if you have to. Yeah, Jimmy, hang on. We got a break is, coming up. I, I, hang okay. on, Jimmy. We got a. We got a. Yeah, we're gonna go short break. When we get back, we'll. I want to comment on that and much more. Much more, Jimmy Justice. When we get back, folks. Animalfarmshow.com. We shall return. Stay tuned. I am Jimmy Justice. Jimmy Justice, the one, the only. Uh, Jimmy, uh, once again, thanks for coming on the show. Before the break, you were you were talking. Yes, a little applause there, Pipe. You're talking about how you know. Obviously, you get a lot of letters of support, and you do get some of you know rage and whatever outbreaks. All these, some people that really are upset, they give you death threats. Like any time you get familiar, famous, this kind of thing happens. But just as the saying goes, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. Uh, would kind of gets me man is the people that do support the idea are you know they're saying well i like what you're doing but i think you should be doing it this way or i think you should change your method to do it that way and that kind of thing kind of heats me up because we're all doing our own version of what we think is right you know we're you know for example we have our radio show you go out and and you film uh people doing the wrong things and i think it's extremely effective but folks anybody who feels that jimmy justice isn't doing what they want uh, or, you know, he should do something else. Uh, basically, you know what? Get off your asses. Get off your couch. Uh, you know, TiVo your favorite video shows or your TV shows. And you do it. And you go into the city and do it your way. Because that's the point of what Jimmy Justice is doing. The point of what everybody in the Patriot community is doing is to do your version. Is to go about it your way. Because all of us doing our own things in our own methods, our own, in our own ways, that's how it's going to work. And that's the effectiveness of what we're trying to talk about. So I just wanted to make that point, Jimmy. And, and on, on top of that, I really want to get into how the media is handling this because anytime someone like yourself uh comes out and is you know really trying to expose what's going on that pisses us off and real lawlessness the media has a very interesting way of handling it and one one um example of this that was very strange i think ben you have the audio here is when they're saying do you know basically don't be this guy don't do what he's doing because you could get arrested and they actually have a couple Shut of the f- there up, you right? go. You, yeah, but you have a couple of real, you know, bastard lawyers saying, well, he could be uh, charged with obstruction of justice and, you know, and whatever, all this stuff. Do you have that clip, Ben? Or? Yeah, I have the clip. All right, yeah, I, w- I want to play it. Then I want to get your thoughts, Jimmy, of, you know, what do you think about how this is going on, how the media is handling in this way? Go ahead, play it. That doesn't mean you can just ambush city officials any way you want. Yes, okay. Jimmy says he's never been arrested for this. But if you're sitting at home right now thinking to yourself, hang on, he got away with it. I can, too. Well, before you grab your home video camera to bust cops in the act, you should know the rules so you don't go to jail. Michael Savella is a former prosecutor, now a criminal defense attorney. He could be arrested for, I would say, disorderly conduct, 
You could be arrested for harassment. And harassment is just annoying them. It's just annoying them. Exactly. But you could also be arrested for a crime, obstructing governmental administration. That's a crime. It's an A misdemeanor. It's punishable by as much as one year in jail. You heard him. If you get in a cop's face, you could end up in handcuffs. Not to mention you hurt your own case. I think by injecting yourself into the confrontation, you lose some credibility because it looks like you're there to get your 15 minutes of fame as opposed to actually trying to expose corruption. She's going to run me over. That doesn't mean you can just what? Excuse okay. me. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah. So, so, Jimmy, what do you think about that? Um, obviously, you've heard that. What's your, what are your thoughts on this whole uh, handling? Okay, first I'd like to comment on what you said uh, a moment ago. Uh, I don't have a problem, and it doesn't burn me up at all if people disagree with me. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. And when people write to me and say, perhaps I should um, change my style of making the videos, you know, I write back to them and say, you know, that why don't you use a video camera and do it the way that you think it should be done? I don't have a problem with people disagreeing with me, and people should disagree with me. Everybody should have their own opinion, and don't be upset at uh, rogue traffic cops because Jimmy Justice tells you to do it. Do your own research and come to your own conclusion. And I've received a lot of emails from the public with uh, tips and suggestions that I thought were actually great ideas. One person suggested that I put some subtitles into one of my videos to describe some of the offenses that we're seeing as the video unfolds. So I thought that was a good idea, and I put out a new video a few days ago, and I actually did that. So I appreciate every email that I get, even the ones who are cops who are just uh, trying to threaten me. It actually doesn't bother me. Sometimes uh, it's actually amusing, uh, especially when uh, this one guy who is definitely a police officer, he writes to me that if he ever catches me, he will continuously smash my testicles with a ball-peen hammer until he is assured that I can never reproduce. All right, very poetic. I don't have a problem with it. Let him get out of all his aggression in an email. Absolutely fine by me. Uh, now concerning uh, what you mentioned about on ABC News, they put out kind of disclaimer where they had this lawyer get up and say, don't be a copycat uh, Jimmy Justice. Because you can get arrested for harassment, for obstruction of governmental administration, or disorderly conduct. Uh, I don't have a problem with the network uh, saying that. Uh, because they have to protect themselves. Imagine uh, if they show this on national television, as they did, on ABC's iCord videos, and then the next day some kid uh, goes out and tries to videotape the cops and get tasered or severely injured, uh, the parents might try to sue ABC and say, hey, we saw this on your show. Our kid tried to do it. So I understand they're trying to protect themselves. But to anyone who's seen the uh, ABC's iCourt videos, before they showed this lawyer who tried to warn people not to do what I'm doing, they showed the former uh, commissioner of the Department of Traffic of New York City saying that it's perfectly okay to ask questions or to criticize a municipal worker, even when they're on the job. So ABC did show both sides of the story. Uh, and to be a responsible journalist, you have to tell both sides. You have to show the opposition as well. So I have absolutely no problem with that. Yeah, no, uh, Jimmy, I mean, the point I'm trying to make before, though, is just it seems like more and more the media doesn't show both sides. I mean, I, I didn't see the one you're talking about when it says, OK, it's cool to question police. And I will have to check that out for myself. And I obviously take your word for it. 
But more than not, you get a lot of what we what we just played. And I, I don't necessarily see ABC trying to protect themselves. They, you know, they're a news organization. They're a bunch of journalists, and they're there to report the news. If they say Jimmy Justice, a man from New York City, is going around and filming traffic uh, violations by cops, et cetera, et cetera, they cannot get sued if someone goes out and tries it. That's not really the way it works. I mean, they all also shouldn't be promoting it. They shouldn't say, hey, this is a great idea. We have a bunch of bastard uh, you know, people in administration, and this is a great idea, so go do it. Um, it to me, you know, just first and foremost, it just seems like it's a lot of unfair news, and it's really not balanced. And before they talk about what you're really doing, it's right off the bat, it's, oh, you know, if you're this guy, be careful, because you could land in prison. So, um, you know, to me, I, I just see a lot more automatic negativity off the bat and just trying to uh, warn people of this type of behavior, when in reality, uh, it is your right, and you, sh- you should have that right to do it. And, of course, I hope you never get arrested. That's, that's obviously our hope here, and hopefully your videos continue and we get some more great footage out of you. But, uh, you know, I'd say my next question to you would be, you know, what's next? What are you trying to accomplish in the next three months, six months? Do you want to make another full documentary? What's, what's next on the Jimmy Justice agenda? Well, I've seen a very big improvement here in New York City in the uh, past year. This, my videos were published on YouTube uh, because a one-man army cannot accomplish that much going up against City Hall. It can easily be brushed off. But because so many people have seen my videos, there was a big amount of public outrage, and it's forced the hands of City Hall. And now they're doing something about it. Uh, they have directed the Internal Affairs Division of the Police Department to investigate illegal parking by the police department and by other municipal agencies. And they've actually been going around with tow, car, uh, tow trucks and they're towing the private cars of police officers who park, blocking hydrants in bus stops, in those standing zones, et cetera, when they go to work. And uh, they have no place uh, to park around their police station, just like because we live in a very densely populated city, most other people who go to work have no place to park near their work. So yeah, I've seen a big improvement, but there's still yeah, a ways to go. I mean, just yesterday I was being interviewed by Reuters News, and we saw a sanitation enforcement agent. And uh, they were parked blocking a hydrant, and they were a couple of blocks away from their car. So if there would have been a fire, it would have taken them a few minutes to get back to the car and move it. So they actually endangered uh, everybody who lives in that area and everybody who works in that area. So some of them haven't learned yet. So I have to keep continuing what I'm doing until everybody who works for New York City who believes that they have the sense of entitlement to violate the same laws that they're there to enforce until they all get the message that uh, we're not going to take it anymore. Nobody is above the law, and we expect the police department to be the exemplars of good behavior. They should show the rest of us the proper way to drive, the proper way to park, and they should be examples, and they should be role yeah. models for children. Well, that's that's something that we've been saying on the show. You know, um, uh, you know, we actually look at police enforcement as actually a, a, a whole, almost a whole. Well, I do anyways as almost a holy or a sacred duty because um, you're you're literally doing a similar thing that the founding fathers did. You're upholding the rule of law. You're upholding the constitution. You're upholding um, the the notion that you can do whatever you want other than violating other people's rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, obviously, blocking a fire hydrant is a very very big deal if there's ever a fire. And of course, you had that video out there that we um that we uh, i think we played last show that showed that uh you know you you confronting the traffic officer officer for literally blocking a fire hydrant while there was a fire going on uh, across the street um and endangering lives so 
Um, you know, I, I, we feel the exact same way about police here. Um, but we are taking a, a little short break, and we will be back momentarily. Folks, we're talking to Jimmy Justice. And um, when we get back from the break, Jimmy, I want to ask you about the quote-unquote bounty that you have on your head and uh, how you're dealing with that. So okay. um, stay tuned, folks. Animalfarmshow.com is the website. We'll be right back. And your days of running around this city like a cowboy are over. This is Steve Shank, J. Michael Stevens Group. Let's get real. Flour is already being rationed. Prices on food are getting so high, warehouses are installing security systems and guards. You can expect soon to see criminal activity in food. We're all in a foot race as to whether the food will become so expensive we can't afford it, or there will be no food at any price. We can't grow enough of our own food, even with genetically altered trash. It will give you the opportunity to eat perfectly engineered food. They think God didn't get it right, so Monsanto had to step in. If you think it's a little bit crazy to put in a supply of food, it's okay. We won't tell. Call 800-409-5633 on the web, efoodsdirect.com. That's 800-409-5633. It may be a little bit crazy. That's okay. Because there is no such thing as a little bit dead. Are you losing precious sleep on these long, hot summer nights? Are you paying outrageous energy bills trying to stay cool while you're sleeping? If so, have I got great news for you. The bed fan is an amazing device that installs at the foot of your bed and circulates cool air between your sheets. Your average body temperature is over 98 degrees, and your air conditioner simply can't penetrate your blanket where your body heat is being trapped. The bed fan's revolutionary design directs cool air between the sheets where it's really needed. No more tossing and turning to keep you up all night. The bed fan's thin streamlined design is simple to install and fits between your bed and footboard. And did I mention how much money you're going to save by turning down your air conditioner overnight? Please don't let another sleepless night go by. Get your bed fan by going to bedfan.com or calling area code 210-632-8280. Or you may go to wtprn.com and click on the banner. Sweet dreams. to the animal farm we are talking to jimmy justice the one and only jimmy justice um before we went to the break i wanted to ask you about the bounty that's on your head where is this bounty posted um who posted it and and what's what's going to happen as a result of it jimmy well here in new york city the police department is called the nypd and they have this blog called the nypd rant and it's basically police officers who write messages to each other or comment on current events or comment on any type of uh, story that involves the police department. And when they saw some footage in the news of me, they decided to put together a pool. Uh, everybody had to donate $10, and whoever gets to arrest Jimmy Justice first uh, would win the pool. And I think that last count was up to about $600. Um, I actually find that uh, humorous. I know they would love to arrest me, uh, and I'm going to do everything I can not to give them that reason. I push the envelope as far as I can, and I try my hardest not to actually cross that line to where I do something to give them an excuse to arrest me. So 
So we've been playing a game of cat and mouse for two years already. I have not been arrested yet. Uh, last week in the Washington Times, Keith Richburg uh, wrote an article profiling me and the videos that I put out on YouTube, and he quoted, um, I guess you can call this guy my arch nemesis, just like uh, Superman has Lex Luthor. Uh, Jimmy Justice has James Huntley, who is the president of the union of the Traffic Enforcement Agency. And he said that uh, his lawyers are... Say again? <laughs> Go ahead, Pi. Say it again. He's evil. <laughs> what's what's once again? What's the name? Uh, one more time, Jimmy. Uh, I'm sorry. The name of your arch nemesis, James Huntley. You're gonna look it up. Oh, that man is sick. Okay, so go on. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm chuckling at your sound effects guy in the background. It's funny. Um, yeah, that's pie. Yeah, actually, pie. I I have a, a very good sense of humor about all of this. So you know, on uh, some shows they want to talk about serious issues. And other shows, they, uh, you know, I've been on other comedy shows where they want to just, you know, laugh about this. And that's perfectly okay. Um, no, no, yeah, uh, no, keep, keep in mind, Jimmy, obviously, uh, you know the way the show, the show works. Ben and I obviously have the, the vocal hosting duties, and Pyeth is on the soundboard, and he, uh, well, first of all, you're one of Pyeth's heroes, I could just say that. We want to play, like, a little ode to Jimmy Justice there, Pyeth? Thank you. Yeah, so, I mean, no, it, no, it, and it's, it's all, you know, he's not, we're not making fun of you, we're just uh, kind of doing our thing here. But it's funny how your arch nemesis, his name is James... Yes, James Huntley. And your name is Jimmy. Isn't that interesting? But okay, so tell us more about uh, your arch nemesis. What is this guy trying to do to shut you down? Uh, he's trying to have the city's lawyers uh, get together and file a case against me for harassment, uh, saying that I'm harassing the traffic enforcement agent. And I think that's a very dangerous uh, slope that the city is taking uh, in a stance against what I'm doing. Basically, what they're saying is if you catch a police officer doing something wrong, and you videotape it, and you're harassing the police department. That is very, very dangerous uh, encroachment on our freedoms. Yeah, Jimmy, and, and on top of that, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you have a sense of humor, and believe me, we do too. We're, we're, we laugh at ourselves constantly on the show, because if we don't, we go nuts. But as, as you know, as kind of humorous as it is that the NYPD on their own blog is, is you know, putting up a sum of money legitimately for the first person who arrests you, I mean... Yeah, well, yeah, Pyatt says, isn't that gambling? I don't know. Regardless of that, I mean, that just shows the problem. I mean, your videos are effective, and I think the more you do uh, go around and, and, you know, expose what's going on, I think the more your videos are going to be watched. But on top of it, and Ben's going to bring up a lot of other things that are even worse, you know, the, just the beatings, the mass beatings across this country of people who are doing nothing and are already restrained. But on top right. of that, I don't really find, I don't find it funny at all that the NYPD, actually, they actually have a pool of money going around for the first person who arrests you because not, not that, you know, what you're doing is not illegal, first of all, but even if it was, I think the problem is, you, you know, I hope to God that we don't find a cop on a bad day that just loses his mind because we see that all the time, Jimmy, and, and that's the last thing we want, obviously, but, you know, you've been watching this stuff on the Internet, and Ben, if you want to take it over, play some of the clips here, and we want to get some of your thoughts on some of the most really brutal beatings. I don't, I, yeah, I don't want to waste his time playing the clips, but no. I will just read some of the headlines of the stories that we have in front of us. Jimmy, we have, scares uh, <laughs> it is, it is the most bountiful police state news um, that we've ever had, actually, in the, in the history of this show. Um, and we've had like literally four or five cases right in front of us where we don't even have uh, the ability to organize them correctly. But this is out of nine news videotape shows man beaten by Denver police. Uh, video shows police punching teen 13 times in the face, then tasering him. Uh, police officer resigns after suspect beating caught on tape. Police punch handcuffed men. These are just some of the articles that we have. 
are are, are things getting worse with the police now? Uh, you know, are, is it is it the, is it in the beginning we have to worry about them parking in front of higher fire hydrants? But down the line, now we're going to have to worry about them beating a senseless one, senseless when we don't, uh, uh, you know, uh, coincide with their particular rules. <laughs> Do we have to worry about that? Well, have you guys ever heard of the broken windows philosophy? Um, yes. You know what that means. Yes, that's that. That's uh, a policy that Rudy Giuliani put forth um, when he right. uh, first came. Yeah, in New York City, and and the broken window policy is basically saying if anybody breaks a window, they're going to be charged with to the full extent of the law. So there's absolutely no um, there's no discrepancy or judgment by the police officers there. It's a little more than that. It's uh, basically what the philosophy is saying is if there's a building with a hundred windows and three of them are broken. If you fix those three broken windows right away, then you have a chance of saving all the other windows in the rest of the building. But if you let it go and you don't fix those three broken windows, you come back a week later, there'll be 10 windows broken. And two weeks later, there'll be 50 windows broken. And more and more people are just going to smash their windows. They're going to get more and more emboldened and just, and just start breaking stuff. And when you apply that philosophy to police work, uh, basically, Rudy Giuliani and the then uh, police commissioner was uh, William Bratton. Now he's the police commissioner in Los Angeles. Uh, the broken windows philosophy, when it applies to police work, means that they go after uh, very small uh, violations, not big crimes. But they do that in the hopes that they're going to stave off the bigger crimes from happening. For example, there are things that people do that aren't very serious, like uh drinking a beer, walking down the street. It, it is a violation, but it's not very serious. Um, what about somebody jumping into the train without paying his fare? That's not a very big deal. It's not very serious. But what they started to do was fingerprint people uh, who were doing these small uh, petty crimes. Uh, and what they were attempting to do is stop people when they are doing these small crimes so that they don't become emboldened and then one day, a year later, do something much more serious like committing an armed robbery. Uh, so if we apply the broken windows theory to the Jimmy Justice videos, yes, I'm going after petty things. It's a parking violation. Uh, but it's just a start. And hopefully when the police are reminded that they have to obey the laws of traffic and of parking, just like anybody else, I'm, I'm also hoping that they're going to think twice before they uh, beat up a suspect who's already been properly restrained. Yeah, I think on top of that, Jimmy, I think uh, it, it still amazes me today that, that police officers and, and people who work for the government in cities, major cities, it still amazes me to this day after all the YouTube videos, after all the Officer Rivieri Baltimore type of incidents, it still amazes me that these people still uh, just do what they want and don't think that it's going to end up on TV. And then, of course, the major news networks. But uh, on top of that, Jimmy, one thing about your videos, in my opinion, that I think is even more effective than actually catching these folks in the act of breaking the laws. Um, I think what's even more important and, and impactful for me is to see their attitudes when you ask them, for example, to show their badge numbers. Is, is their attitudes towards you for pointing out their mistakes? They Obviously, most people do get defensive, but it's just this attitude like, who the F are you? Go F yourself. This kind of like, you know, I am above you. I don't have to answer to you, but you know what? They do. And I think that's even more uh, important. So, you know, I want to commend you. Actually, yeah, and just want to take this chance. Obviously, we've got two minutes left. And Jimmy, we want to kind of, uh, you know, serve ourselves here. Would you mind doing an animal farm plug? 
Well, basically, when we talk about Animal Farm, I think about the great book by George Orwell. And one uh, quote from that book says, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. And that we is want to do, Jimmy, we, we, actually, we actually want you to plug our show, because our show is the Animal Farm Show. We want you to say... I'm Jimmy Justice, and you're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show. In like a very pretend, I'm like oh, I'm like a bad okay. cop. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, do it. I'm Jimmy Justice, and you're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show. All right, excellent. Yeah, we had to do that, Jimmy, because <laughs> okay. we're all huge, we're all huge fans, and ever since the video surfaced, we were you know basically drinking beers. Uh, uh, for you, to you, and we really appreciate it. And of course, we're coming up towards the end. But you know, the bottom line, Jimmy, is is we, we appreciate what you're doing. I think a lot of people in the, in the community obviously are very proud of you, and we stand behind you 100. percent If there's anything else we can do, obviously let us know. And just be safe out there, obviously, and, and do your thing. And let's just hope that the message that you're trying to convey just gets more uh, important and, and more, and people you know around the world see it more and try to get the idea of what's really going on and uh you know like we said before everybody's got a role and if we could just all play our part i think we're going to really come out of this on top but uh we are unfortunately out of time jimmy anything else on your mind you want to plug a website anything like that before we let you go well people can go to jimmyjustice.net and that will bounce you directly to my youtube page where i exhibit all of my videos for free anybody can watch them whenever they want to and i hope people enjoy them and if people want to become copycats i do give out a disclaimer as well Please be careful. Film the police from a safe distance. Don't interfere with them if they're actually doing their job. And then post that video on YouTube for everybody to see. And those police officers uh, will be found guilty, I'm sure, in the court of public opinion. Okay, and right, Jimmy, listen. Uh, very much well, for inviting me. No problem. It's been great. It's our pleasure, Jimmy. Thank you so much for joining us, and and we really love what you're doing. But we are out of time, unfortunately. So for Ben, for Tony, I am am Pyeth tonight, (laughs) and I am saying... I am Jimmy Justice.